2: Pastini is Eugene's new Italian bistro at Oakway Center, dedicated to serving up two of life's greatest pleasures, pasta and wine. Join them for classic favorites like spaghetti and meatballs, linguine with clams and sausage, and fettuccine Alfredo paired with hand-selected Pacific Northwest and Italian wines. Pastini. Eat pasta, drink wine. Welcome to the Duck Pod from DuckSports.com. Here's Ryan Thorburn and Austin Meek from the Register Guard Newsroom. All right, we're back. The podcast is back
1: with Austin Meek and Ryan Thorburn. Uh, Austin, it's uh, been a few weeks and it's time to kind of wrap up spring football for the Ducks. Uh, they had their spring game, which we were both at. And what were your impressions, I guess? Not just of that game, but any developments this spring.
0: Well, I think I think one of the big developments was the buzz finally around Tyler Shuck uh, and our really our first chance to see him command the offense. I thought he, uh, I thought he looked good in the spring game. I think he probably put some minds at ease that for the first time in a while, it seems like Oregon has a backup quarterback who could come in and uh, run the team for a series or, or a game or two if Justin Herbert goes down and, and you're not afraid that the team is just going to fall apart. So that's a positive development. Uh, and I think, I think Tyler Shuck you know, showed enough that probably he's establishing himself as at least a contender. When Justin Herbert is uh, getting his name called in the NFL draft next April,
1: yeah, I like Tyler. He has a, a great demeanor. Uh, he's six foot five, so he's going to be able to follow Justin in terms of a similar style of play. I think um, he's kind of the prototypical guy that NFL uh, teams are looking for as far as the height goes. Now he's only two hundred and ten pounds right now. It listed that where Justin's, you know climbing towards 240 and looks you know very muscular compared to Tyler Um, but let's not forget he's only a redshirt freshman and he enrolled early last spring so I think that's a good sign that he made so many strides from one spring to the next Um, there's been a lot of questions about Marcus Arroyo and and being the offensive coordinator but uh, I think there's some signs that he can develop quarterbacks which is something especially in terms of the backup role that Oregon's been missing since Mariota left.
0: Yeah, and I think the other big question in the spring was uh, who are going to be the guys catching passes from Justin Herbert next season. Uh, Juwan Johnson caught a touchdown in the spring game. We saw a little bit of Micah Pittman, a little bit of Josh Delgado. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if those questions really can be answered in the spring. Uh, it's going to be a storyline throughout fall camp and leading up to the season uh, about whether this receiving core can can uh, improve upon last year and replace the production of Dylan Mitchell. But at least it was a chance to see some of those guys out there. Um, you know, Jawan Johnson, he's a big target. He's a big man. Uh, he's got a little bit of the Greg Oden thing going on when you see him. He's like, is that guy still in college? About 30 years old.
1: Yeah, Jawan Johnson is going to you know, whether it works out or not, he's going to be given the chance to be a number one type of receiver with Dylan Mitchell leaving. And just the physicalness that you mentioned, I mean, he's going to have an advantage over, you know, all the DBs he faces as far as size. He kind of reminds me just in stature of, uh, The Arizona State receiver that the Patriots took. Yeah, Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. He looks like Nikhil Harry. Um, So that'll be interesting. I'm not saying he's going to be Nikhil Harry, but definitely he's going to have the opportunity to... stretch the field I think they're in pretty good shape in the slot Jalen Redd had a pretty good freshman year uh and Micah Pittman seems like a guy who's going to be a major factor in the offense uh it'll be interesting to see if if both those guys will be on the field at the same time or if they're both in that slot position I'm just curious can Johnny Johnson and Brendan Schooler and some of the older players hold on or is it going to be all young guys plus Jawan Johnson taking over this this receiving core?
0: Dylan Mitchell make a mistake by going pro. He got drafted in the seventh round by the Vikings. Um, after the season he had, uh, I would have thought maybe he had a, would have gone a little bit
1: higher than that, maybe a mid-round pick. Um you think he had any second thoughts about that? I don't think he did. I mean, it's hard to say what people's intentions are. On paper, he made a mistake because, you know, he's a seventh-round pick going to Minnesota. They have two of the best receivers in the league Already, so he's fighting to be a backup, and they drafted another player in the seventh round another wide receiver so I mean there's no guarantee he's going to be on the Minnesota Vikings I think with that chip on his shoulder and the talent that he has and and just the the desperation to to make a living uh, I think he'll make it, but you just don't know did he like school did he you know, what was the risk of coming back in terms of injury? Uh, with the stats he had last year, could he really improve his stock that much? Um, you know, he did get drafted, and uh, he is in the National Football League, so I I can't say it's a mistake, but certainly um, you never know how people are going to go in the draft, and, and stats really have little to do with it.
0: Yeah, I, I think there is an argument that Dylan Mitchell, if he had come back, you, could he have equaled the production that he had last season maybe he could have you know he would have had to stay healthy um he he caught a lot of passes last year um and I think he probably figured you know what I'm I'm not ever going to be um, you know a better prospect than I am right now uh he felt like this was his time and you know who, who knows he's um you know, a smaller receiver, certainly. Um, maybe not quite in the NFL prototype, but, uh, you know, a guy who was very productive for, for a year at Oregon. Uh, in general, for the Ducks, you know, it's kind of a low-key draft uh, weekend. You know, the guys that... Um, you know you thought might go um maybe you know on that second day of the draft ended up going in the third day ugo Amadi was the first guy picked uh jalen jelks slipped down was he a seventh rounder seventh rounder yeah. of the
1: cowboys yeah so they have a lot of good defensive linemen already so that'll be tough to make the team but you know he's kind of a different body type and certainly a hard worker so that'll be interesting you know you hope he'll at least be on the developmental squad Um, Ugo a great story here's a guy who was a late addition uh, in 2015 played every game of all four years half at cornerback half at safety and some punt return really uh football's a developmental game they say and that's a guy who developed into an nfl player Uh, i think it was still a good day for oregon football even though all four guys were the last day of the draft they all were drafted so basically this team is losing essentially five starters if if you count Uh, Lana Pelu, but the four main stars they lose were all drafted to the NFL that's why I think Oregon's going to be ranked so high going into next season because really all their pro prospects, their big time ones came back. Uh, Justin Herbert obviously Um, Shane Lemieux I think is going to be a really good NFL player Calvin Throckmorton is going to be a really good NFL player Um, so you know, next year's draft Oregon will be spotlighted quite a bit obviously starting with Herbert
0: Yeah, we asked the question, did Dylan Mitchell make a mistake by going pro? And we'll find out if Justin Herbert made a mistake by coming back. Uh, When you look at this draft, the Giants took uh, the guy from Duke whose name is uh – Eluding me right now, Jones. Daniel, Jones Daniel Jones yeah, who had never heard of until this week. Daniel Boone, no, Daniel Jones. <laughs> they took him at six. I got to think if Justin Herbert had been available there on the board, he might have been the pick if if he hadn't been taken by
1: another team uh, before that. So yeah, know, next year you'll have Tua, yeah, from Alabama. Jake Fromm, yeah, from so, Georgia. I mean Herbert will always be. A top 10 pick because of the size
0: you would think and
1: you know the Giants reach for the Duke guy Um, you know Josh Allen got a lot of crap last year um, for going number seven after you know an up and down career at Wyoming and not lighting up the Mountain West so uh, when you're six foot six like Josh Allen and and Justin Herbert and can throw the ball 80 yards you're going to get a good shot to be a franchise quarterback and and I think Justin there are some things he can work on Um, the consistency really wasn't there I mean we were at the Arizona game and the Washington State game I mean he's supposed to be the number one pick and the offense just comes out and looks like they've never played football before in a couple key road games so um, if he can lead this team into contention in the Pac-12 and stay healthy uh, he's going to be the man next year in the NFL draft
0: yeah I think he's as a prospect, he's really stable because of the things that you mentioned. You know, there's some guys who might shoot up the board based on, you know, factors that, uh, you know, maybe they get really hot, you know, or they maybe they're not the prototypical NFL player, but they have a really productive season. Um, you know, I, you put Dylan Mitchell in that category not the prototypical NFL receiver but he had a really productive season and that's probably why he felt like his value was as high as it's going to be Justin Herbert you know the the baseline is there of, of the tools, the size, the arm, um, the mobility, the character. Those things are are not going to change. Uh, the only thing he can do, I think, is is help himself by having a really um, a really productive senior season you know, statistically, and, and also in, in the leadership category in the success of the team. You know, Justin Herbert. Um, you know, has never led his team to a to a championship, so that's one of the things left out there for him to do. Uh, and you know, to the extent that that stuff matters, the NFL teams are are mainly looking at the measurables and the production. But there, I I do think that Justin Herbert could help his his stock a little bit uh, by going out there and, and proving that he can uh, that he can lead his team to a really good season.
1: Yeah, I think you know these NFL scouts they're going to nitpick him to death and. My guess is one of the things that the questions that'll come up next draft season is: Does Justin Herbert want to be an NFL quarterback for 15 years? Does he want to be the face of a franchise and, and do everything that it takes to to be a you know a Ben Roethlisberger or, or one of these guys that hangs around and has a Hall of Fame career and and frankly takes a beating? That's part of it. Um, as we know, he's a tremendous student. Uh, he had plans to go to medical school, those sorts of so things. I, I mean, I think he'll definitely try it and, and at least get that rookie deal. But is that what he wants? Is that his passion, to be an NFL quarterback uh, as his job? Yeah. Well, we'll find out for right now. He's a college quarterback, and Ducks
0: are certainly happy to have him back for another year. Uh, we, are, we do have to say goodbye today, though. Our producer, Rob. This is his last show. Rob, turn your mic on.
1: Yeah, Rob, tell us uh what you're gonna miss most about the duck pod and, and where you're where you're headed.
2: Well obviously you two wonderful people. Uh no, it's been wonderful uh putting this show together with you two and uh Steve over uh the last year, year and a half. And uh you know, the the greatest part about this show is the guests that you guys get to come in here and you know, everyone from uh kelly graves to uh you know ali um here in the studio it's been great working with y'all and uh looking forward to continue listening to the duck pod subscribe itunes uh apple podcast uh, google podcast stitcher etc well,
1: the ducks host your golden buffaloes of colorado next year so uh, uh yeah and you're headed to the denver post so we'll either be uh hitting you up to come on or hitting you up to find a guest for us uh <laughs> in denver
2: that sounds great i've uh i i haven't said go buffs on this podcast before because i respect the duck fans too much but uh you know
0: yeah, it's your chance your last chance Let's go buffs all right well on that note Thank you all for uh, checking out the podcast again. Uh, Rob is moving on, but we're still here. We'll continue, uh, continue podcasting throughout the offseason. So thanks for checking out the Duck Pod, and we'll
2: talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Duck Pod from DuckSports.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always available at DuckSports.com.